York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Yeah, just, you know, be ready to play. You know, the games keep coming. They come fast. Everyone in the league is good. You got to be ready. You got to play with an edge. Our defense wasn't very good. Our rebounding wasn't very good. And if we're going to rely just strictly on offense, we're going to pay a price for it. The Knicks almost let us down. Almost let us down. But we ended up with this win. We beat the Philadelphia 76ers, 103-96. You heard what Tom said. If you're going to win these games, man, it's going to take the defensive edge that we were missing last year. And today we did that today. Today we held this team to under 100 points. Of course, they had they were undermanned. They didn't have Embiid. They didn't have Tobias Harris. But we were missing some key players ourselves. We were missing Mitch Robinson. Noel started the game for us, and he kind of fell, and he kind of fell in the second quarter. And but the Knicks persevered, man, led by Julius Randle, Julius Randle, the fearless leader of this team, backed up his word, gave you 31 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists. R.J. Barrett didn't have a particularly great game, but gave you 15 points and 10 rebounds. Didn't shoot well, but gave you 15 points and 10 rebounds. Fournier gives you 11, quickly gives you 10, and the Knicks beat the 76ers. And they did it. They made us scared. They made us work for it. They only had 14 points in the third quarter. Outscored by the 76ers in the third quarter. 14 to 25. The Knicks got outscored by the 76ers in the third quarter. But all in all, we come up with that victory. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we got the win. It doesn't matter how we got the win. We got the win, and that's all that matters. The Knicks came to play. Julius Randle came to play, and we went hard. We played with more intensity, and even though it didn't go perfect, even though some of the rotations I thought was a little, was a little bit funny, but the Knicks ended up winning this game. Like we should have, man. It would have been a bad loss if we ended up losing this one, man. This would have been nasty. <laughs> this would have been super nasty if we ended up losing this game, bro. But we are 7-4 on the season. Gunshots in the air for 7-4. With all the heartache, with all the talk about how, you know, this is a crazy East. We're 7-4 on the season. We have a good world record. And we're in a great position with all these games coming at us fast. To keep the momentum going and keep these wins coming our way. So shout out, man. Shout out to these Knicks. And shout out to everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. Shout out to my guy, Eric Nuggie Fresh in the building. Shout out to Eric King in the chat. Shout out to Ricardo Custer in the chat. Shout out to my real fake cousin, Winston Ellis, in the chat. Shout out to my guy, JT Riddick, is in the chat. Shout out to the best mod in the sports, Fritz Alessandro in the chat. Geraldine McGyver and everybody else who's rocking with the show, man. Much needed win. Oh, man. Much needed win. I was nervous. I was nervous. Let's get this breakdown going, man. Let's get this breakdown going. The first quarter, I the first quarter, you can tell this team lost the game before by the way they played in the first quarter. They played with urgency. They played with intensity. 
I saw guys like Evan Fournier. He seemed like he was giving a little bit more on a defensive end. So was guys like Kemba Walker, who had a game off the game before. Even Julius Randle. From the jump, from the first quarter, I felt like the Knicks were paying a lot more attention to that three-point line. This the 76ers team, they're a good three-point shooting 76ers team. And even though you know they hit some shots early, I do feel like they were well-contested shots. And I do feel like the Knicks did a let um did a good job of hanging in there and sticking to certain principles in their first quarter. Even though it was kind of close in the first quarter. Like it started off with like 19-19 in the first quarter. But I, I did specific, specifically when I'm looking at defense and rotations, I'm looking at the repeat defend re- repeat offenders in bad rotations. And who are the repeat offenders? Evan Fournier gets lost a lot of times in rotations. Kemba sometimes is up and down. Um, but I thought I thought Kemba did an okay job closing out. I thought Fournier did it well, and I, and I felt like Randall backed up his words from the game yesterday, and he was astute in his in his energy level from the drip from the rip. I didn't see him get pat. I didn't see him get angry at the ref. I didn't see him getting his mind taken out the game. I saw a different Randall energy wise this game. Even though at times I felt like. Even though at times I felt like he, you know, is a little bit too much ISO sometimes from Randall. Um, but you know, you take the good with the bad. I like the energy he came with. Um, I don't like all the mid-range shots that he was taking the contested mid-ranges. I don't I'm not in love with it. But I still like Randall's energy. I still like what he brought to the team. I still feel like he gave it on both sides of the ball. And I still feel like he he gave some he gave a few nice passes too, even though all the passes didn't didn't um all the passes that he made didn't turn into three point shots. I do feel like he did a pretty good job managing his attitude, managing his energy level, and maintaining defense intensity throughout the game. Now he scared me towards the end of the game where he didn't close out on shooters when the game was on the line, but for the most part, his energy level was up to par for Randall. And I give him that. So kudos to the first unit in that first quarter. I felt like they did a great job. Um, even with um, our guy out, Mitchell Robinson was out. I felt like Noel, once again, once again, it's, it's tough, man. We lost Noel. We lost Noel. It's going to be tough, but he did a great job once again. He's a center who gives us the speed. He gives us a lot of speed to cover a lot of ground and and makes us a little bit more mobile defending the three-point line and also defending the rim. I feel like when the 76ers went on that run, I think it had a lot to do with we didn't have our big men in place like we usually do to defend at the rim and to keep our rotations tight. I think that had a lot to do with it. We saw guys like Court Mason going off. We saw Shake Middleton get into the hole. We saw people. We saw people. Once people started to break our Knicks defenders down on defense, they were hitting tough layups. And usually, what happens is when um <laughs> when those things happen, you have to look up and you have to look for Mitchell Robinson or Nerlens Noel. But that didn't happen today in that third quarter. I think that had a lot to do with the push. That the 76ers made in the third quarter. Let me, I'll get back to that in a second. I'm also going to um, bust the shots in the air for the second unit once again. Busting shots in the air for the second unit once again. Um, 
and particularly welcome to the stage welcome to the stage 2020 iq 2020 version of iq is back he's hitting shots he gave you 10 points in 15 minutes he gave you a little bit of defense although he scared us a little bit he had two turnovers in that second quarter that almost you know broke the game over for the 76ers but he recovered and he hit two huge threes in that second quarter to bring the game back up to about 10 to 14 points at one point the knicks had it up by 19 we were up by 19 points at some point in that second quarter and the second unit defense once again um <sighs> emmanuel quickly waking up ob Toppin playing with energy Poor Obi Toppin with only four points and three assists and three rebounds. And Alec Burks, too. A lot of those guys contributed to why that second unit was doing so well. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I was tight because there was a point in the game where, where I felt like Tom Thibodeau once again is getting in his own way. He was getting in his own way. The second unit had it cooking. You're on the second night of a back-to-back. IQ finally hits. IQ's finally got it going. He hits his second three, pulling up from deep. He looks comfortable out there. He looks loose. And he stops He stops the momentum and brings the first unit back in. And, I, and this is nitpicking because at the end of the day, the Knicks win the game. But I feel like. The way that IQ was playing, the way that Obi was playing, the way that Obi was running the floor, I felt like those guys deserved to get a lot more playing time than they did tonight. But this is nitpicky. I don't want I don't want to sound too nitpicky because at the end of the day, we won the game. And that's all that matters in the world con in the win con. We won the game. But long term, long term, I don't want to wear out players, one. And I want to maximize. I want to maximize every situation we have to develop this bench. And when you're cutting the bench minutes short, when they got it rolling, to me that's a sacrifice that shouldn't be made right now. You know, like I think the coach's job is look think in the short term and the long term simultaneously. And sometimes Tom thinks too much in the short term. But I still, it's still, I'm, it's still a win. It's still a win. I'm not trying to bring anybody down. The Knicks still won. The Knicks still won, and we still seven and four. And we take it when we can get it. We still saw some stuff from IQ. We still saw the defense. We still saw the rotations. We still saw some stuff from OB. We still seen some good from that side of the ball. But I'm just saying, that's something that I rather I I like to see in the future. All right. But moving on, third quarter comes. The Knicks get in trouble. Man. Um, and this is the quarter. This is when the stuff gets interesting. This is this is when things get interesting with the rotations. Because the Knicks, you know, we've been wanting the small ball lineup. We, we, get, we really didn't get it. But we start to see some small ball, but not the small ball we've been wanting. We're starting to see, you know, <laughs> Julius Randle four guards. This, this, it worked. It worked. Fourth quarter, we go with Julius Randle four guards. It was Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle with quickly, I think it was quickly RJ, quickly RJ Burks and Derrick Rose with Julius Randle 
pushed that lead in that fourth quarter. I think we were up seven at that point with that lineup. Knicks did a great job without a big in the game. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't want to complain. We did well. We did well. Uh, RJ been struggling all night hitting shots. And, listen, he missed a lot of open shots but gave you 10 rebounds. But he hit an important shot in that fourth quarter run when it was making it, making their run. At one point, the 76ers had this game down to one point. One point. Scary hours for these Knicks. But the Knicks give them credit. They fought back. They fought back. They didn't fold. And this is why I'm giving Julius Randle a lot of credit because you didn't see him panic. You didn't see him lose his leadership posture that he lost last night. Yeah, last night. Because there is a leadership posture. Leadership posture is when things get tough. You don't bend. You don't show you don't show any negative emotions in your face. Your shoulders don't slump. You stay you stay locked in. You stay consistent on both ends of the floor. And he was that today. With the with the with the exception of one play when he first got back in the game where he didn't close out on on uh Court Moss. Bruh. That's the only time where I felt like he lost his leadership posture a little bit. But all in all, Randall had a great game. He had clutch shot at the clutch shot. He had clutch threes. Um the Kemba Walker Julius Randall tandem worked well for us. I think there was a pick and roll play that we went to at the end where it led to a wide open Julius Randall three, and that worked beautifully. Um Kemba Walker, who I was worried about closing the game, I'm not gonna lie. When Kemba Walker came back at the end of the game, I'm like, why are we taking quickly out? Why are we taking why are we putting all the starters back in? Because you know, the starters have been the one who has not been top tier on the defensive end but give it up to these starters they played well they stepped it up on the defensive end at the end of the game um randall kept the defensive intensity up walker did a really good job on closeouts from the three evan fournier was on point as well we did our thing and that's what randall you know playing center with and todd's playing power forward so i Kudos to Tom and kudos to the first unit. I doubted you guys, but y'all did y'all thing and y'all closed the game out as you should, and we ended up with this win. And another and, and insult to injury, not insult to injury. What what was even more promising to see was, you know, Kemba Walker get into the hole. We don't really see a lot of Kemba Walker, um, breaking down the defense, and and, and you know hitting floaters. But he ended the game with a floater. That's something we need. Listen, this game could have been a lot. We could have done this. This we put this team together. We put this team together to make threes. To get better, to get better, um, to get better offensive flow when Randall does not have the ball in his hands, or just better offensive flow in 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 general. And it got a little bit tight at the end, where I feel like the flow wasn't flowing that much. We relied on Handle. On ISO Randall a lot, but it worked out for us. We, we we got lucky sometimes, and also we missed a whole lot of open threes that could have blown this game open away earlier. But you know what we said: when the threes aren't falling, you have to rely on your defense. And despite some some good shooting nights from some players, Court Moss with 19 points, Tyrese Maxey with 16. You know, Niang all of a sudden giving you 15 points. Out of nowhere, besides some some solid sightings from these guys 
we took over the game like we should and you know what we supposed to we have the best player on the court in Julius Randle this is the game that we supposed to take all right all right solid game man solid game it's gonna be interesting to see what we're going to do going forward because we don't have um we don't we don't have um missing Mitch or missing Noel hopefully those guys are back for the next game versus the Bucks because the Bucks are gonna be hungry gonna be pissed that you know that we beat him last time but you know Noel was a huge reason why we won that game last time his defense on <laughs> his defense on Giannis was a huge reason why so I'm looking forward to see what we do but man good game for this Knicks man this is a great win it was it was not the prettiest and the smoothest but a win is a win so the gunshots is going off man gunshots is going off when is the win now shout out to everybody who's rocking with the kot show if you're liking the content so far please hit that like button please hit that subscribe button and share with all your knicks fans um and also if you want to talk to me live on the show all you gotta do is call 319-527-6241 that is 319-527-6241 um to talk to your boy jay ellis live on the kot show no, no raw tonight. I thought I was gonna have raw tonight, but he said he couldn't make it. He, he has some work obligations, but that's all right. Okay, all right. Your boy J Ellis is holding it down. All right, first caller up. I know. I know we got a caller in the queue. Shout your name out. Tell us your name, where you from, and let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Here, what's going on, J Ellis? It's JT. What's going on, JT man? Gunshots to my guy JT man. Always calling Gun in that perspective, man. What's up, bro? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like them gunshots again. Like them gunshots. Good. Taz Gibson, baby. Taz Gibson, man. He always do. Old man River. Taz Gibson had a great game. He only had seven points, four exactly, offensive exactly. rebounds, but we needed him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, Taj when he's on the court, he does a lot. He does a lot more than what shows up on the box on the box score. Absolutely. But um, it was a good win. It was something that we needed. It was something that we were, we were really capable of doing. Our threes aren't falling, and we still was able to get the win. We and that's something that's kind of a little bit um, that that's that's concerning. So once yeah. we able to finally knock down our threes, we'll be a lot more of a scarier team. We just got to keep playing with the same consistency all the time because you see that defensive consistency isn't there as yeah. much as it was last year. So like when they when they're hungry, like today and when they played against Milwaukee. You know they need to do that every time. They need yeah. to really do that every time. So that's so one because once we do that every time, then I'm there's no doubt in my mind that we shouldn't we should have no L's because that's what like that's what killed us against um, the Cavs yesterday it was a perimeter defense. That's Absolutely. what killed us against when we lost against Orlando, and that's what killed us against when we lost against um, Toronto. The perimeter defense. So it's like we were playing real lax today, lax today. So it was real good to see. It was real good to see Randall, you know, taking charge of being leader of the team as he is. And like I said, letting the game come to him. We always see it. It's like once he gets flustered and he gets in his head, it's real easy for him to lose. And it's real easy for us to lose. And then you're seeing um, – and, and one thing that's really concerning is like you being nitpicky, but it's kind of a real truth. Is like the second unit. Like we – sometimes you want them to have more playing time, but it's yeah. like, I, like I wouldn't want to be the coach. I wouldn't want to be the coach that could – it's like how do you do that? Like how do you justify having your starters – play like 25 minutes and it's like because at the end of the day you know you're hurting their pocket because you're not giving a chance to get these accolades like being all-stars and being able to get you know get yeah. these individual accolades to help them with their money so it's like it's a positive to get involved so it's i can understand it but as fans like man i really want to see obi and iq get more time like iq he's he's i'm glad to see that he's playing better now because you know like i said remember since summer league i was like all right 
yeah. he got, but now yeah. it's like he's earning he's earning his keep. And Obi, I can't can't you know can't speak enough about Obi. He's another one's earning his keep too. Yeah. So, but of course, it's like you know, I, you just don't like it's the only thing is is like all right, God forbid somebody get hurt, like Randall get hurt. I'm confident that that we you know that we won't completely fall apart because Obi is not is in, like I'm not saying Obi's as good as Randall, but he can definitely. He could definitely, you know, hold his own right. and whatnot. So that's definitely – but right now, I mean, hey, just all in due time, at least, you know, at the end of the day, the more – if our longest I've been to you and stay together, then that's going to – again, like we already have it now, but once everyone everything is better, we're going to, you know, be, have the most dangerous bench in the league. So, but other than that, like I said, Mr. Optimistic, I'm, all, I'm always saying we always want all the smoke because we can always deliver, we can always win. We here, orange and blue skies, gunshots. Hit that like button, subscribe, and I'll highlight to our next episode. Jay, let's keep holding it down. I got you, man. I got you, man. Keep holding it down. Shout out to my guy, JT, man. He been here all 82. He's been rocking with the KOT show for years since he was in the basement doing these shows, man. Shout out to my guy, JT Reddick. Always holding it down for the team. But you're absolutely right, man. Like, like I said before, a coach's job is to manage minutes, is to manage attitudes, and it's also to manage um, development, right? And... Tom has done great for this team. He's a good motivator. He's a guy who's an ex. He's, he's a good at sending defensive schemes. And other coaches will call him a genius sometimes because of his work ethic and what he puts into the game. But at the same time, I still feel like at, there's times where he doesn't take advantage of certain opportunities to develop these younger guys on back-to-back nights when things are going well for the bench and they're pushing the lead. I think that's the opportune time to stretch out some of these bench minutes. Like even... Even there was a time in the third quarter where I was upset because Evan Fournier um, gets four fouls in the third quarter. He 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 got some silly ticky tack fouls, and the first person off the bench to, was Alec Burks, and and I just didn't get it. Like when quickly was playing that that well in the second quarter, you took him out right after he hit like a bomb three. Why go why go to Alec Burks in that moment? And then, now granted, we won the game. We won the game. I'm thoughtful. I'm thankful we won the game. So I'm not I'm not trying to come off crazy. But when you think about long term and what you want to do with this team and how you want to develop this team, I think you should go more with, with Emmanuel quickly in that moment, especially because he was going well this game. And he's been struggling making his shot. Build that confidence up. You know, keep keep that going. He's been he's been giving you the shots. He's been playing the defense. Go back to quickly and develop that even more. And on Twitter, too, there's like a little bit of debate going on on Twitter, too, with Obi Toppin's minutes. Because Obi Toppin, yesterday was unfortunate. Um, he had, yesterday, he had uh, seven minutes. He had seven points in four minutes yesterday. He got taken out. And then he finishes the game with 11 points in 11 minutes. Um, this game, at the same, he got, he's taken out when he, he seems like he started to get things going. And, um, you know, Tom goes small ball and he goes and he decides to go with Taj over Obi with small ball. Um, and then there's a point in the game where they're making a comeback. And Andre Drummond gets back in the game. And I guess Tom was concerned about Obi playing defense on Andre Drummond and immediately takes Obi out of the game. Uh, and this is nitpicky stuff. This is nitpicky stuff. This is nitpicky stuff, um, but because uh, he won the game, right? And Taj did a good job. You know, he, listen, Andre Drummond still beat him up a little bit, and you expect that. But Taj did a good job. 
He boxed him out a few good times so he get the re- so he gets the rebound, and the Knicks ultimately won this game. But I would have liked to see what Obi Toppin could do in that moment, especially considering he was playing well. I felt like he earned his playing time, and it had been a time to see if he can take advantage of his speed. There's no way that Drummond is keeping up with Obi Toppin in the open court. He was killing people in the second quarter. When the 76 had a smaller lineup. So I would I me personally would have liked to see Obi Toppin get more minutes. Uh see quickly get more minutes in this time. But we still won the game, so gunshots for this next team. And credit. Credit Julius Randle for backing up his words, making shots, um, and most importantly giving effort for forty I say forty seven of the forty eight minutes. I feel like Julius Randle gave some effort today. Forty seven of the forty eight minutes. I feel like he gave effort. It wasn't always pretty. Didn't like a lot of the ISOs, but he gave the effort. He shot the threes. He made the, the important shots. And that's what you want out of a leader. That's what you wanted to get the best guy on the floor. You want the guy who's going to hit shots consistently and be the emotional leader on top of being the shot maker and the example of this team. All right? All right. Next caller up. I see my guy Reaper's. My Reaper is coming up next. Now, you can call up to the show if you want to. Now, all you got to do is dial 319-527-6241. Phone lines are open if you want to talk about this Knicks-Cavs victory. All right? Hi. Good evening, Jay Ellis. Good evening, Chad. What's going on, Reaper, man? Tell, tell them where you're from, man. Let us you know what you got to say, man. I was big Reaper. I'm calling from Jersey. Um I mean, it's uh, you know, I'm glad we won the game, but um, uh, you know, I'm still worried about the defense. I know it's like really nitpicky stuff, but you know, I'm glad they won. But it was um, if this team wasn't you know that good, they're not that dynamic without like Embiid on the floor. Uh, these guys get tight really quickly, and so I don't think it should have been that close of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of times they were just missing a lot of shots, especially with uh, the Sixers just missed a lot of shots. I, it's just my concern when I watch the game. It's just like it just gets so confusing now sometimes watching the defense because there's so much constant motion. We're always constantly rotating every defense. Every defense. Yeah. Every time we're back playing defense, it's like just constant rotation, constant motion, and it's just like it's um, and it just it's pretty crazy. And so hopefully, hopefully they can figure it out. You know, Julius definitely played with like you know a lot more energy today, which was really good. So. Glad to see that. Um, in terms of the backcourt and the defense, issues with the backcourt, I mean, it, at this point, there's really no other choice. I think uh, they may have to consider starting, like, Emmanuel quickly, you know, or at least, like, having them be the first. Like, maybe Kemba Walker still starts, and then if Kemba Walker's, like, just playing terribly, maybe after five minutes quickly comes in a game, right. have them be the first person off the bench. I agree. Um, but they, I think they just got to do something because he is—he's actually the best perimeter defender we have. You took the words um, right out of my mouth, man. Know. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> At first, earlier we thought it was going to be RJ, but RJ is just like you know, he's just been inconsistent um, on it. The team defense, our whole team defense has just been off. Uh, so you know, I just you know, I'm not sure what the coach is going to do about it, but it just—it's—it's it's been off. But I'm you know, not to be a too negative you know they won the game which was really good and julius played great um and you know look at Derek. i'm glad they only played Derek rose 20 minutes today but you know you start to see like you can't play Derek rose 30 minutes every night and we're he was doing that like a, for a few nights and it's just not going to work you know playing them like 
30 minutes every night, he's going to wear out like within like three games. Yeah. You know, so I agree. Uh, they just he needs to figure something out. And Obi Toppin, I'm really liking the way he's been playing. He's been like a little more aggressive. Yeah. Like a few games ago, I was like, why does why doesn't he just basically put the ball down, go to your strong hand, and just try to finish as strong as you can? And that's what he's been you doing. Know, but <laughs> yeah, he's been doing that a little more now. But and so it's, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy he's doing that. And I just kind of hope he keeps getting more comfortable and keeps getting better. I know everybody thinks we're going to lose Obi Toppin. Honestly, it's weird. I thought maybe we were going to lose him to, you know, by the time his rookie contract is up. I don't know. We may not lose Obi Toppin. If Obi Toppin doesn't develop to the point where, like, okay, this guy needs to start somewhere, I mean, like, I don't know. They, the Knicks might be able to keep him. I don't um, know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, he's got to. He's got to develop to the point where he's a, you know, he's actually a starter, right? And like honestly, does does Obi Toppin look like a starter? He looks like a guy who has untapped potential right now. But here, like here's, like this is the, I mean, here's a scenario where he feels like it, that might happen. Like, mm-hmm. like if we if right now we're we're like cash strapped when it comes to you know <laughs> our money. Like we, we we don't have like the, I mean, we can make some we can make some trades. We can make trades to resign, but right now we're kind of like at the threshold of the cap. So if a team comes along and they're looking for more for more talent, I don't think they will have to pay him that much overpriced to to snatch it from us. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think that's the mm-hmm. concern. That's the concern, especially if they see what we're seeing. Like we're seeing right mm-hmm. now, a guy who can run the floor, um, who can finish strong. Um, he he shows flashes of hitting the, the shot. But you know that can take some time, and if you start taking this shot, then the sky's the limit, man. Like so, I, I I'm not. And when you when you're only getting like 11 minutes a game, even when you're having a good game, as much as I think he loves New York, I still feel like ultimately when I th- his team might advise him at some point, yo, this might not be the best place to develop your career, even though you love New York so much. I, that's a real thing for me. <clears throat> No, that's a very good point you make. Um, I agree with you on that. It just right now it's like maybe it is the eleven minutes, but when I I don't know, he just he just doesn't look like a starter to me yet. You know, it's um, so that's why I'm thinking like you know they might be able to keep him mm-hmm. as someone who's a very good six man, somebody coming off the bench. Um, but you know, you could be right. I think it's definitely possible if he doesn't look like a starter. Let's say when his contract time is up, you're right. If he just looks like he has. You know, a lot of potential. We could lose him. Yeah. Know? So that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And, and as, far, as far as the defense, as as far as the defense goes to, I mean, like I know they started missing shots, but we started missing shots too. Like we missed a whole lot of open shots. Like an entire. And at the end of the day, we held them to under hundred points. So it was nothing. You know, it wasn't that bad. I, I feel like I feel like we challenged them enough in certain areas to run to uh, kind of like make those shots difficult. So I th- I don't think it was completely bad. They shot what thirty two percent. We'll see. Thirty two percent from three, thirty eight percent from the field. Yeah, I don't think it was all that bad of an effort defensively from us today. T- to be honest with you, it was one of our our better yeah. ones. <laughs> I I just think they just you know I think they were just missing shots. Uh, but you're right. I mean like the numbers said and the like the numbers said they you know our defense played great, but. I don't know. It just it felt like they just missed shots, and then like, um, and then it's like they were getting into the paint pretty much, you know, uh, if they wanted to get into the paint. Uh, Shake is like, you know, that Milton kid. He's 
Uh, he's definitely a really good player. But, mm-hmm. you know, quickly, quickly was able to keep him out of the paint, which was good. Um, you know, but he was just basically taking uh, – Burks, you know, to school is like. Yeah, I mean, he was just basically taking it into Burks' chest. Like once he got in the lane, right? But that's. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, when we miss it, go ahead. Yeah, but you know what? This we have to also remember too. We we've missing Mitch. Mitch is down. And the well is mm-hmm. down, and I feel like Shake really started getting going in that third quarter when we had our shot blockers out the game. You know, when your shot blockers That's are out true. the game, usually when the guys are going down the rim, going to the lane, they have to look yeah. over their shoulder for Mitch's arms or Noel's arms. After they beat, yep. after you beat Burks, all you gotta do is lay it up. At that point, then it's like, what's to worry about? So you know, like. I, I I think you take that with a grain of salt as well. I think you take that with a grain of salt as well. We we we're missing our best rim protectors, um, today, and hopefully we'll have them back soon. It's not hopefully he's not too serious, but it's, man, the way Noel fell, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I just hope Mitch's hip flexor is back to normal, but I feel like he might need a week or something because Mitch's Mitch has been kind of looking slow for for a while. So I don't know if that's been bothering him for a while or not. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like I, I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed. I mean, obviously, since he put on the weight, and obviously he hasn't been able to work out over the summer. I think the one bad part about the weight is the fact that like he just Mitch lost a lot of athleticism. Yeah, you know, I don't know if anyone knows he lost a lot of it, and so yeah, he still has great instincts and really long arms. I mean, like it's um, he can't jump out the gym like he used to anymore. And uh, and then also like with the when um, uh, yesterday's game when that uh, rookie basically dribbled right past him and dunked the ball. I mean normally I think Mitch would normally be able to recover the you know like the the more you know lightweight right. would have been able to basically uh, kind of recover. Um, you know, but hey, look, I mean it. You know, we'll see. I, I'm hoping next season. I'm hoping, like, you know, if he can basically work on his legs next season and maybe he'll have a lot more strength and he'll be back to the – not saying he'll be the same high-flying Mitch, but at least, like, you know, uh, be a little more athletic. Right, uh, right. But, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah. you know, hopefully it just rests and it's like this isn't nothing to uh, – nothing to really be concerned about. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you, too. And the thing is, too, like, you don't know when the hip flexor thing happened, so you don't know if the hip flexor thing was – Part of the reason why he was not as athletic, especially yesterday, he only played 15 minutes. So you don't know that's yeah. why. So we got to keep an eye on that as well. But you're absolutely right. And you know what the, the other thing, too, is like if if we if we like money is a concern, right? Because at some point we might be going to have to decide on the money to pay Mitch. Mm-hmm. And because right now we have the luxury of having a guy like Mitch who's kind of a big good. And you can use him against bigger centers. We could have used him to gay against, you know, Drummond. Like Drummond, um, Embiid. We can use him to, to fight these big centers. And then you have, we would have the luxury of switching back to Noel if um, we have kind of lighter guys or we have to defend the three-point line more. Like, we, we, we kind of are set up pretty well to have both of these guys who can anchor the defense in different ways. And it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a problem if we can keep both of them. But the problem is if we have to pay Mitch eventually – and not be able to afford both of them, then it could be a little bit. It could a little be a little bit weird at the end. Then we might have to make a weird decision, and so that's the only thing I'm really, really worried about. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's going to be a really tough one. That's definitely a tough one. Um, the other thing was uh, the coach. I, I agree with you 100. percent There was a couple of times where I just I didn't I wasn't able to catch the beginning of the game, 
but I could not understand the uh, the coach's his substitution. Me neither. Um, especially like with, um, you know, when he took quickly out and he was hot, and I think Burke stayed on the floor um, during that time, and it, it just didn't make any sense. And yeah, Burke was getting soaked, and quickly's hot, and then he brings in, um, um, you know, he brought uh, he brings in like uh, RJ. I mean, he could have. There's no no issue bringing in RJ, but bringing RJ for Burks, right? And so you know, yeah, a lot of it didn't make it. You know, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. So I think sometimes, you know, he's uh, Thibodeau's the kind of coach. He's really in, people used to say, "Oh, he's not into analytics," but really good coaches are actually, you know, basically they they're really good when it comes to analytics. They may not know it. Maybe they don't have like the statistical jargon. Mm-hmm. But really good coaches kind of like they know how they want to play. So Thibodeau's the kind of person he likes to minimize like variance, like basically, uh, in like you know, uh, basically someone who's like up and down in his performance, right? And right. so that's one of the reasons why he tends to play like a really tight rotation. And I think maybe sometimes because he has his rotations, he likes to keep it set at a certain way. Like, basically, at a specific time, he had certain people come in. And I think it, he thinks it helps him with, like, you know, to minimize, to be able to analyze and, like, keep analyzing the game easily. Mm. Because that way, when things are kind of happening the way it's supposed to happen, it allows you to make the proper adjustments. Um, so that's why he doesn't like to, like, mess around with his lineups too much. Because he, I think he just likes to be able to, after the game, have like more to look data. at the box score yeah. and have basically, he wants consistency in the data. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want a lot of crazy variation. And so, you know, although, and it's, so it's funny, a lot of people think he's not a, you know, like, although he doesn't know the jargon, but all good coaches, when it comes down to it, they're very good at, you know, statistics because they know exactly what their players can do, right. what percentage they shoot at certain, like, at certain locations and where the players, where, how to set up their players and where they, they succeed most. But I think sometimes it gets them in trouble, like with the whole, um, with like the whole substitution with, um, you know, with uh, Emmanuel quickly. So, you know, I agree with you on that. That was just, that was a little odd to me. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruh. That was, that was the weirdest substitution in the game to me, man. For sure, like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get it all, but yeah. yo, man, thank you, Reaper, man. Thanks for your insight as usual, and th- thanks for talking uh, Knicks basketball with me, man. Yeah, I'm just one more thing I just want to say, and I'll get off the phone. I know I'm like, <laughs> I keep going, uh, but so last year, like I basically did this, like uh, I was looking at basically the players that had the most impact. I was trying to find the players that had the most impact on a team's performance, and it was Julius Randle last year, and it was like. It was so we were so dependent on him. So basically, yeah. uh, when you look at the correlate the statistics between his net, his, his basically his net performance and the team's net performance, it was like the relationship was like really strong. And so you don't want that. Like, and obviously for it's great for like individual stats like a Julius Randle. It may, it helps him make the case for like him being like on a list for like possibly uh, like definitely built most improved player. And even possibly like uh, uh, be on the on in the list or talk for like um, uh, MVP, but for the team is not a good thing because it's like you need you need that you don't want to be so dependent, especially you don't want the statistics to show that like you're so dependent on like one player. And so it'll be interesting to see like after 20 games, like I'll I'll let you guys know what I what I see to see like what uh, what's going on with the Knicks this year. Because if it's still the same, then 
you know, it could be a, you know, maybe we he, might still make it to the second round, but it'll be very difficult. Because yeah. that means you shut down Julius and, you know, the team goes. Yeah, as long as there's a second player, right? Like, usually, like, the really good teams, if one player goes down, another player can kind of carry the load a little bit. But, you know, usually, there's usually one player on every team. If one player goes down, it's kind of scary hours for that team. Man. It's like, like, if Portland, for Portland, if Dame, if, if Dame goes down for Portland, you know, whoa. If it's, 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 you saw what happens yeah. with Steph Curry. If Steph Curry goes down for for Golden State, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like every team is set up like that for the most part. Um, but it's just the drop off. It's just really just about the drop off. So we like, and yeah. that's and that's why um that's why these games are important to figure out who's the Batman. That's why these games on. That's why the bench is important. And why player development is important because if RJ can get better, I quickly can get better, and if Obi can get better, which is what I'm concerned, which is what I'm concerned about long term, then mm-hmm. you know, then we should be okay. We should be okay. So I like I, I get the the data thing, but I I still think we just need to get these guys some more reps. But I I will say this: I do feel like. That um he's given RJ more minutes, um even kind of leading the second unit sometimes, and I do appreciate that. So I'll give I'll do give Tibbs some appreciation for that. Cause I do feel like he's trying to groom him to be the the Robin, the way he's been playing. But um keep that same energy for other players when they're actually having good games as well. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. It's just the only thing is not in terms of whether he goes down. It's more about like the like when he's playing and his performance is off. Who else can step up, right? And so, if you look at all the teams, like for example, the Bucks when they well, they won the championship last year, and if you look at the relationship between like, um, if you look at uh, Giannis's net performance, you know, and you compare it to the team's net performance, it's like you know, there's no, there's n- there's not a strong relationship there, and so because they have obviously, you know, uh, Middleton and the other guy, right? It's so not necessarily about whether they go down, but it's about like the performance while those guys are in the game. It kind of helps balance everything out. But, yeah, that's pretty much all i got to say. Um, uh, thanks for taking my call. appreciate it. Absolutely, man, absolutely. Appreciate you calling, Reaper. Bye. All right, man. All right, man. Thanks, Reaper, for calling, man. Shout out to everybody else who's rocking with the show, man. Shout out to my real fake cousin. I need to make some more mods, actually. I see some people who's out here who, who out here consistently. I need to make some, some, more, some more mods. If y'all here, I see, I see you out here. So shout out to my guy, shout out to my guys who out here consistently rocking with the show. Shout out to Brooklyn Butch, Jeff Marklin, shout out to Gregory Lee. Shout out to my guy, Nucky Fresh in the building. Shout out to Rich Jim, Eric Ward, Sco Six Tray. Everybody else is rocking with the show. Hold on, where's my guy JT? Cause JT be here, here. JT, cite something in the chat, JT, so I can make you a moderator, sir. Because you're here all the time. I need to. <laughs> and shout out to Car V. If, if, you, if you're new to the chat, if you're new to the show, uh, hit that hashtag news so I can shout you out. Um, and if you're also new to the show, you like what you see, hit that, um, hit that like and subscribe button. And also share with your friends, man. Share with your friends, man. Next game up is with the Bucks. Next game up was with the Bucks. This game is important because this is this was like Hell Week, man. This is this is Hell Week. We have back to backs. We we hitting a bunch of we're hitting a bunch of really crazy teams in one week. We have a game Wednesday against the Bucks. Uh, you already know. 
You already know I was going down. The Bucks are going to want revenge. So we definitely got to watch out for these Bucks. And it's going to be rough without Mitch, without Noel, if these guys are still out. It's going to be rough to see to, to get that win against the Bucks. So that made this that made this win that much more important. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. But next game up. Yeah, man, no mission no else. Hopefully it's not too serious. And these guys are back. But but man, we really need them for the Bucks. And we have the Bucks Wednesday. We're playing well. We have the Hornets. The Hornets on Friday. Yeah, man, D-Nice, you got the wrench. You wrench game right now, D-Nice. Welcome to the wrench game, moderator. All right? And we got the Pacers on Monday. Next game's up. Winnable games. We already saw what we can do with these Bucks. We already see the Bucks are kind of limited as well. We have a way better chance if we have at least one of our bigs in this lineup. Especially if Noel, because Noel seems to have the ability to kind of guard Giannis a little bit more one-on-one. You know what I mean? But that is our show, man. Thank you guys for watching this show, man. Definitely tune in on Wednesday. I'll be back here to talk Knicks. And yeah, I don't think Roy, I don't think Roy will be here on Wednesday because I think he has like obligations on Wednesday. But Ryan should be back with us on Friday, so it should be me and Ryan back on Friday to talk these Knicks Hornets. And come back, rock with the KOT show on Wednesday to celebrate this win. Gunshots in the air one more time for these Knicks wins, man. Knicks beat the 76ers, 103-96, led by our leader, emotional leader, Julius Randle, who played a really good game today. Who stepped up, backed up his words from the last game. Shout out to him. Gives you a 30-piece tonight. 31 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. 50% from the field, Julius Randle. 5 of 10. <laughs> 12 of 25, 48% on a night. Really good shooting night. Really, really good shooting night. RJ Barrett as well. It was a weird game for RJ Barrett. Three turnovers. But he tried to contribute in other ways with 15 points and 10 rebounds. Two on the offensive side of the ball. Shout out to RJ Barrett. Oh. And Emmanuel quickly, man. That best. Like Reaper said. I think it might be time to consider when Kemba or any of those guys are having problems to have Emmanuel quickly be the first guard off the bench, especially considering that he hawks guys full court and he's been our best one-on-one defender for this point of attack defense in general, man. It might be, we might have to start looking at that. I know you guys kind of see him as a gunner, but quickly was known for his defense in college. (laughs) He doesn't have the wingspan. He doesn't have the wingspan. He's not like the biggest guy, but he's he's quick on his feet. He's quick on his feet, and he makes the right rotations. It seems like ninety eight percent of the time. So I'm looking out for that too as well. Hopefully, and hopefully, Kimber Walker. Hopefully, that three point shot comes back to life, and we end up winning this game and being these Bucks on Wednesday. All right, that is our show, man. Thank you guys for watching. Please like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the show. My name is Jay Ellis. You already know where to find us. You can get your KOT snapbacks at the nicktimeshow.com slash catalog. But all you got to do is go to the Nick Time Show and get your snapback. All right? Also, you can go there and watch that blog, the nicktimeshow.com to read the blogs. 
You can also follow me on also also on social media. That is the Nick, the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick of Time show on Instagram, and Facebook. And yeah, man, that's it, man. That is our show, man. Good ones for these Knicks, and as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, man. We are out of here. Knicks Nation, that is our show. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,